Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello, welcome. We're back for Series 3 of the Tuesday Club. New year, new logo, uh, new outlook. Well, maybe not, I don't know. But it's me, Sean Holly, and with me I've got Shane Williams and Kyle Reese. It's the Tuesday Club Series 3. Boys, you right up for it? Well up for it. Ready. Ready. <laughs> well up for it. We've got new haircuts as well. Me and Shane look like we're straight out of prison break, Series 8. Uh, it's another story. That's what happens when you let the kids loose with the clippers on the... Uh, in lockdown, Kyle's looking really hairy as usual, so he's in work mode. But uh, welcome back. It's great to be back. It's like we've never been away. Uh, Tuesday Club season, Series 3, unbelievable. Special mention goes out to our media partners, Buffoon Media, who support us fantastically well. Welcome back to all our listeners, our followers. You can get your questions into us on our social media channels this series because we've got some special giveaways, of course, on Twitter. We're at... Tuesday Club underscore on Instagram is at Tuesday Club Podcast. Get your questions in. We've got special guests coming up in the next few months. We've got some giveaways as well. Kyle's been busy getting mugs and posters, and we'll sign all them, and we'll do a, a special giveaway for the best question of the week. But in the meantime, let's have a little chat to our co-host here. Shane, Kyle, we're back after Christmas. How was Christmas, Shane? Yeah, Christmas is great. Um yeah, spent, spent spent a bit more time with the family indoors. It was great. Um, nah, look, Christmas for me is just about being with the family anyway, so that, that didn't change, to be honest with you. We had a great time. Um, Santa was kind. I ate my body weight in chocolates and roses, um, but it was all worth it. So, I, yeah, I had a great Christmas. Thank you. You? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. As you say, with the family and that... It, you know, uh, Shay Holly is like, uh, I'm like Bruce Forsyth at that time of year, you know, parties and hosting and all that. But, it, you know, obviously it, was, it wasn't it was that. But uh, having the close family around was really special and it made it different. It made me quite unique. It was great. Um, Kyle, how about you? I hope you didn't eat your body weight in chocolate because we spent the 12 weeks before Christmas training our asses off. <laughs> I was just going to say, if he ate his body weight in chocolate and still looks like Al, I want what he's on. Jesus. Um, no, I uh, I had a quiet one as well. It was a very strange one, wasn't it? I know me and Amy were out doing uh, a little bit of a Christmas shop on the on the, the night that he announced this random lockdown in four hours, and it was just like everybody. It was crazy. We got home, and then all the images that were coming out on social media later of the queues in different retail parks, and you know it, it was mental. But you know it was it was it was a nice. Do you know what? I'm going to go on record and say it was nice actually just to chill and not have to go all around the different families' houses and see this and see that. It was nice just to chill, watch what I wanted to watch, not eat what I wanted to eat. Uh, I can't say that in front of Sean anyway. Um, But, you know, have a little tipple and, yeah, it was good. It was good. New Year's Eve was interesting for me because I I normally have a big party in the house, friends and family. There's 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 loads of people here and we do sort of boys against girls games, kids and adults games, you know, with prizes and all that. But of course, couldn't do it, couldn't have the people around. So it was just like my my parents, my in-laws, my brother and uh, and the kids. And uh, I think all of us sort of said, it's the best New Year's Eve we've had in a long, long time. You know, Shane, it's nice to do that now and again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, you find yourself trying to, think of things to do anyway you, you know with us as a family we I mean, we played things like monopoly well i say played we tried playing but uh, the, the kids <laughs> were having none of it they're, they're worse losers than gail i'm telling you uh, we tried a bit of that we watched some you know christmas films together um 
And to be honest, we were we were just we were frightened to go out. It was like the purge out there, wasn't it? You weren't allowed yeah. out there anyway, so you, you you didn't want to go anywhere anyway. So you just stayed in and you enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I made the most of it. It was you know, it's one of those Christmases you look back in ten, fifteen years and go, it was, it was a bit bizarre, but it was actually quite nice to do it. So yeah, I got no complaints. You know, the the, the priority was to keep our family safe, wasn't it? And um, yeah. yeah. You know, let's hope it's worked. Let's hope the numbers now. It looks like the numbers are going to start dropping, and uh, and perhaps, you know, being a bit selfless over Christmas um, has helped matters. Well, let's hope so, mate. Let's hope so because it is tough full times for everybody, every single person. Okay, what you say, all our listeners will be feeling exactly the same all around the world, and we have got listeners all around the world. Uh, before we move off 2020, Kyle, uh, any decent Christmas presents? Any any rubbish ones? Do you know what? Um, it's something, obviously I moved into the Avon Valley and not too far away from Sean and it is beautiful here, I'm sure lots of listeners have seen the pictures I've been posting when I'm taking the dogs or whether Sean's taking me up the mountain for training or whatever but I always wanted to get a lovely pair of hiking boots and I just couldn't choose all the way since we've been living here now for a year and then I woke up on Christmas morning and there was a brand new pair of Trespass, red and black, my two favourite colours red and black and uh, <laughs> they were there, and uh, it's one of the nicest presents I've ever had. So Santa was really nice, and they're, Santa the, com- knows. they're, they're the comfiest shoes I've ever put on my did, feet uh, in my entire life. Did Did Sean get them for you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> whip, by God, I got a whip for you. Uh, I've been st- I've been <laughs> yeah. staying clear of coming up that hill, you see. <laughs> I uh, I was I was very proud of myself Christmas time. Stroke a genius, right? Um, I pre-ordered a PS Five for my son. Carter well done. right right at the start of when I knew that you know this was going to go mental go crazy I did that and lucky enough I was one of the first to receive it and obviously it's Carter's present but I haven't stopped playing it it is awesome <laughs> it is awesome it's the best present I've ever got the kids Merry uh, Christmas um, to myself yeah you know Merry Christmas Call of Duty ah oh, you name it I'm on there I smashed Cod over Christmas. I, I still can't, you know, I couldn't shoot you if you stood in front of me, to be fair. So, um, you know, don't don't panic yourselves. But, yeah, it was brilliant. But, me, you know, but in a funny way as well, it's got me and Carter together, you know, him trying to show me how to play a computer game, watch, like, things like Disney Plus on there as well and all this stuff, things I never even thought you could do on a computer console. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I'd like to say that um, probably one of the best presents I've ever given Rather than received, to be fair, but I played it more than him, to be fair as well. So, uh, stroke of genius, boys. Hang on a minute. I I was just want to ask you something now. You pre-ordered it right at the start. Like, why didn't you just say, you know, all right, Shane Williams calling Sony. All right, can you send me a PS5? Why didn't you use the power of the number eleven? Well, yeah, me and me and Derek Sony aren't too close to you, so um, (laughs) I. uh, I did try, but uh, they, they said, you know, who the hell's this guy, to be fair? Um, never, never. Uh, it, hey, do you know who I am? Doesn't work anymore, Kyle, boy. Oh, te- tell that, that, tell that to everybody on Instagram, mate, because I don't think uh, the, yeah. the population of Instagram know that. No, I Isn't there such a person as Derek Sony? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's the first one that come to mind. Do you know, speaking <laughs> of Instagram, boys, while we're having a little natter, uh, have, you, have any of you seen... There was a meme apparently going around with these four chaps who went out on a night out, and they're there oh, and they're, yeah. they're in their skinny jeans and their plimsolls and their shirts and all the rest of it. Well, I didn't know that this was a meme, 
And this fella from Scotland who sing, was a very good singer, by the way, Nathan Evans, his name is, very, very Scottish name. Um, and he posts on his Instagram songs that he does, his own music. But he also sings... Sea shanty stuff. Yeah, he also sings a lot of sea shanty things. And he's edited this photo, right? And it's a still photo. And I don't know how he's done it, but the photo looks like a movie. And they've got these four boys singing this sea shanty song. <laughs> no, Brilliant, right. so, the Wellerman. So, well I honestly man. thought they were singing. No, that's a, that's a still photo, Shin, of a night out, like. Really? Yeah, oh, and wow. this guy is edited. Close enough, obviously. <laughs> He's edited because their video. The second guy over, the second guy over, there's no way he can sing with jeans on that tight. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was thinking, ah, yeah, you're right. No I way. don't know, I thought, I thought the photo when I first looked at it was a Fab Four. <laughs> somebody's yeah. going to, somebody's going to, that's the next meme now. 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, you were, you were bigger know, than that 20 years ago. Today. I've been yeah. busy today, right? I've had, a, I've had a few things on today, but I was really thinking of doing, putting the Fab Four faces on, on that group of boys and doing the Weller Man meme, you know, over it. I thought it'd be brilliant for Shane. I was surprised <laughs> him on a Tuesday. So I just haven't had the time to do it. Yeah. Somebody yeah. out there listening, do it. Talking to listeners, oh, yeah. uh, we've got our first question here. And on that topic, I can't say this, Nelik Tervot from the Netherlands. Thank you, Nelik. And I apologize if I haven't said that properly. Um, Nelik asks, can any of you guys sing? Oh, Kyle, come on, Kyle. Well, we're all Welsh, I'm going to say yes. That's a, that's, a, that's a 100% yes, we're all Welsh. Well, I, I spend a lot of time in Japan, karaoke, during, during <laughs> um, the J- Japanese World Cup. With Andy Powell, isn't it? I my best. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember we were, we were in California, weren't we, Kyle? And um, first excuse for a night out, we, Kyle found this bar... But um, you know, quite yeah. Well, you know, off off the cuff was a was a karaoke bar, and Kyle was like, "Oh no, I, nah, nah, I'm not going to go up, boys. I'm not going to go up." We are. Hold on a minute, Kyle. You booked this place. You know what's going on here. <laughs> Five <laughs> seconds before we even get to the bar, bang! Kyle's up on the karaoke, smashing smashing Frank Sinatra. Out. And to be fair, he is really good, isn't he, Sean? He's got a good voice, mate, he has, and he's very talented, as much as it pains me to say it, he is very talented. Kyle yeah. composes his own songs, He he's able to pick up songs and teach him, he's taught himself the piano, he's taught himself the guitar, he sings like a dream, so Nelek, Kyle's your one, I'm sorry, and uh, while we're on it, Beckler underscore W, lovely message, boys. She's put on Instagram, yay, can't wait to listen tomorrow. Going to help me get through being furloughed again. So, well done, Beck. Thanks for the message. And get your messages into us for next week uh, because we'd like to involve you much more on the show. And we've got some giveaways, haven't we, Kyle? Yeah, we have. Uh, one message that I wanted to pick up was from Tom Reeves. And it's one for you too, I imagine. Um he says, blank piece of paper, what is the best way to grow rugby? Com- computer games, British and Irish Lions, v Southern Hemispheres, tournament of those plus Euro 15s and Pacific Islanders. That's your question. What's the best way to grow rugby? Mm. That's, that is you know, a, a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things for me quickly because Shane will get a better answer than me. But um, I think we need we need role models, right? So I can tell you now, Shane, I'm not embarrassing him, was a massive role model because of the way he played the game. So we need role models. And also, we need we need better rugby on uh, on the TV at the moment. So mm. 
with it going behind the paywall potentially off the mainstream we've got to think of ways to put it on the social media because as Shane said kids are watching sport and anything these days on YouTube yeah. off their games consoles so I think we've got to find yeah. ways of putting good things on there that will draw them to watch games or go to games and we might see see it grow a little bit what do you think? Yeah yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah, it is that you know it's there are role models out there. There's you know kids watch uh, watch rugby. They see they see people scoring tries and the skills and stuff, and they want to do it. Especially now, let's be honest. During this lockdown, kids' sport has stopped. Participa- participation has stopped. Uh, they're they're at home. Yes, they're doing their schoolwork, but any excuse they get, they're back on their computers. They don't they don't want to go outside and play because they're playing on their own. So I think it's. Uh, a big part of it, especially when we get through the worst of this now, is getting the youngsters out there again, start enjoying the game, start enjoying what they're watching on the telly, getting their basic skills going again, because, you know, it's it's a stop start, isn't it? The, the kids are going yeah. to take a while to get back into sport, not only rugby, into sport completely, yeah. you know? And, yeah. um, and, and it's going to be tough because, you know, everywhere has been affected, but I think it's just really important now to get kids enjoying the sport again more importantly, participating in the sport again and hopefully yeah. being able to see their friends very soon and training and and almost like a fresh start because let's be honest, in Wales it's 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 been a bit we've been a bit in the doldrums, haven't we, with, with the the regions, the W yeah, WIU, the Welsh team, no local rugby, no grassroots rugby. So when all this is well hopefully gone away it's like a fresh start, I think, and and then you know the kids need to kick kick start it all off for us again. Do you know one one other thing yeah. I want to ask you there is obviously there was a lot of call for well and I've seen a lot of news about it moving the game to a summer game. Do you think I would encourage the kids as well if it was a, a fair weather game like a golf or whatever? Well, I think it would encourage yeah. the parents. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the, only, the only way I can answer that, you know, as a particip- participation spark, I can say it. Is you know when I was nine and ten, playing over Christmas period, freezing cold, soaking wet on the touchline there, compared to you know playing rugby for the youth club or sevens tournaments where the conditions were better. I much preferred playing in warm conditions. One, my skills were better. Mm. You know, I enjoyed the game a bit more, and um, uh, and and of course, you know, you, you do far better with your friends in 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 the heat and the, and uh, and the summer as well. Don't you? you just generally feel better. Yeah. Um, but the the problem is, you, you again, you you're competing against other sports again, aren't you? You got your cricket and things like that as well. So, you know, I've been bashed before for for saying, you know, it'd be great for our kids to be playing rugby and football in in good conditions so they can work on their skills. And uh, everyone with a cricket bat wanted to chase me down the road, so I got to be very careful what I say. But um, <laughs> look, if you were eight or nine years old and you were asked to play in the sun, you know, sun beaming down on you, or do you want to go out and play in the rain and cold on the touchline? You know, which which one are you going to choose? I think there's room, it. I think there's room. Like I, I used to be in the, in that frame of mind where, like, I was a cricketer and a rugby player and a soccer player, but I played them all when I was a kid. I'm sure most of us did at my age anyway. Um, but it's gone on the days now where, um, you know, there's a, an, 
gone are the days where you can play cricket and rugby and football, right? Because the crossover in seasons now anyway. You know, you know what it's like. The pre-season in rugby starts stupidly early. Yeah. So I think there's room to get on with it. I think get on with it. I and I, I would play it. I and I tell you what I do as well, Kyle, in in respect of COVID. I push Alliance to next year. We're gonna talk about this later on. Push Alliance mm-hmm. to next year. Push the Six Nations to the summer where the kids are going to potentially watch it in the summer yeah. and uh, give, give us some room for the rearranged games. Um, in, in it. I, one thing I wanted yeah. to say before we finish on this is I'd like all the coaches of junior teams to ban, when they, get, when they come back now, ban defence drills, ban play games, practice scoring tries, skills, Put smiles back on the faces. Get them running around with energy and smiles and teamwork and scoring and touch games and all that. That's what I'd say, Shane. Just get out there yeah. and let's get let's just get the kids back out playing and enjoying themselves. Anyway, that, you know that's enough rugby for now, Kyle. Um, it's time for our new feature. Actually, we're going to do mid pod every week now, and uh, it switches the focus a little bit to entertainment. It's called What You're Watching, <laughs> and we trialed this at the end of the last series. What you're watching? Because we're in lockdown, we're all watching something or other, or have watched, or in yeah. the middle of watching. So, so Kyle, what you're watching? <laughs> I don't know if that's going to stick. Um, do you know what? I'm in the middle of watching something. Uh, believe it or not, right? Netflix are releasing a new film every single day of this year, or every single month at least. I know. They've made over. Yeah, it must be over over month. It's three hundred. Yeah, every every month there's a new film coming out or a couple at least. They've made over 70 movies to come out this year, 2021 alone. But one thing that I am in the middle of watching now, which has only recently come on in the last few days, is The Night Stalker. Now, if you love your documentaries... Oh, my God. <laughs> call me Kyle, Sean. Call me Kyle. I just if, finished it. If it. Well, don't say anything, because I'm, I'm, I haven't started episode three yet. If you love your crime, thriller, murder documentaries, it is... I've watched the first two episodes, and there seems to be like a theme now of this sort of neon um, synth music type of feel. A lot, a lot of TV shows like Stranger Things, the first one. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's got this sort of feel about it. It was in 1985 that this fella started. It's it's harrowing watching it and and listening to what happened. It was about a serial killer in 1985, and it's blown my mind. I watched two episodes. Yeah. And I cannot wait so, to finish honestly, this podcast to go and finish it off because it is, uh, no, it's incredible. Last night, we watched the last one last night, right? Charlie couldn't sleep last night. When you get to the fourth one, man, oh my God. Do you oh, know what, what happened right? in the end, Sean? Everyone dies in the end. <laughs> come on now, come on. <laughs> no, 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 because you get to see the guy. I don't want to spoil it for you, right? But oh my God. And right, this sort of finished around about 89 something like that I was 19 then going on 20 and you think I don't remember a thing about it yeah I don't remember a thing about it it's massive so that's a good one Shane what, what are you watching well I, I watched the uh, Pembrokeshire Murders that was really interesting <laughs> keeping um, it light today boys um, aren't we I, <laughs> oh no I, I liked it. I like yeah, yeah I liked it because it relates doesn't it you know it's just down the road from us and it, it seemed to be all Welsh actors which I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of. I think do not use anyone else in the world for Welsh accents. It doesn't work. Agreed. And Luke Evans was great, and I thought he's fantastic. It was um, had to change our both call been... Twang, though, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But I, I think he's great, you know. Um, 
and what uh, a perfect planet. David Attenborough, have you been watching? Yes. Oh wow. Um, uh, I I I love I love die. I die for president for me. If I'm honest, die acts. <laughs> die acts. I love die. Um, I, I, I met die. I met his I met his brother Richard Attenborough before he died. Well, Dickie, was it in Jurassic Dickie. Park? Yeah. Dick, Dickie Arts and Die Arts. I met Dickie Arts. He, he signed a book, which I've since lost. Yeah. But um, first year, first week of drama school, actually, um, we had a chat. Nobody, none of the teachers, lecturers told us who it was. And it was Richard Attenborough just walked in. I was like, hang on, that's Father Christmas. <laughs> hey, he's, he's got a lot to answer for us, Richard Attenborough. Why? That Jurassic Park got out of hand, didn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> did I? Uh, what, uh, what, what was he thinking, Shane? What was he I thinking? Don't know. I don't know. Why you don't play? Don't... You don't play with dinosaurs like that. Can you remember oh, the theme tune? Don't mess around with insects amber. Can, you, can any of you give me the theme tune of Jurassic Park? Um, Go on, Shane. I can't. I can, I can see I can see it all. I can see the gates. Oh, you can read music the... as well, can you? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. Sean, I can't. do you know the no, Jurassic Park theme? Oh, there we are then. No. Da, 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 da. Is that it? How's that Star Wars? I think that's a mixture of about four different ones put together. <laughs> it goes like this, man. Well, you... you... Oh yes, yes, come on, na, 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 na. yeah. You, you two got um, you got two of the ones on my list. Night Stalker, wow. Uh, Permission Murders, I, I agree. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the guy yeah, that played Adrian slash Andrew, uh, the son was yes, fantastic. he was fantastic. He was, he was excellent. But now here's one for you, Kyle. And Shane, you'd love this. Operation Odessa. Oh, I've seen it. It's one of my favourite documentaries of all time. Sorry, go on. It's clean off, isn't it? Oh my god, it's, Shane, it's, you would love it. Well, you have to look. I'll read out the the synopsis. The true story <laughs> of a Russian mobster, Cuban spy, Miami playboy, who hustled the Russian mob, the Cali cartel, and the DEA by selling a Soviet submarine to a Colombian drug cartel for thirty five million dollars. It's incredible. That's all I'm saying. This is true. Yes, this is true, true story. It's a true, and the interview with them wow. all. Is I'm gonna, I'm, just, I'm gonna round it up to you, right? Do you like films like Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney? Yes. In, right. Do you like? Yes. Did, did you yes. watch the first series of Narcos about Pablo Escobar? Yeah. It's like that yes. combined with the documentary, the way it's made. It's like that Narcos combined with compi- combined. I'm just making words up now. Combined with Ocean's Eleven, it's so slick, and the music they use, the way the documentary is put together, and the story. Oh my God! The one guy's name's yeah. Tarzan. The one off Shin. <laughs> Tarzan, yeah. It's a one-off, mate. Hour and a half. Bush. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, Operation Odessa. So that, that's what we're watching, guys. Uh, now, um, why not Why not tweet us? So send us a message on Instagram, all our listeners out there, about what you're watching. Give us some ideas, and we'll we'll do a bit of Barry Norman on it. But uh, there's some things that uh, we're watching. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're on the subject, but a movie new, boys. Now, Shane, if you, if, if you were watching on YouTube and you see Shane's room there, he's got some memorabilia there from uh, some films. There's a new mm. sequel coming out. There's a Ghostbusters sequel. Yeah, I've seen it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Don't know. Don't know. What do you think? Well, my, the first film I ever watched in a cinema was Ghostbusters, the original. And I remember just being petrified. I loved it. Absolutely loved it with Slimer and, yeah. um, the, you know, the Marshmallow Man. That's, again, that that is one of my favourite films. So, it's it's always difficult, isn't it, when you when you do kind of a films after like Ghostbusters Two wasn't as good, 
Um, the the third one then as well, where where the ladies that were the Ghostbusters just didn't do it for me. So I don't know what this was going to be like. But uh, is it Finn Wolford? No, Wolf. What's what's the guy from um, um, what's it called? Strangest Things, uh, Kyle. That's in it. Well, the young is boy. Is it Finn Wolford? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the names. I only know the, yeah. the the girl because she's mega mega famous. There's a link, isn't there? There's a link between yeah, she... the original. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I'll watch it. I will watch it because it's Ghostbusters. But you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. I don't out. know about this one. Any Matt Damon fans? Matt Damon. I I like a bit of Matt Damon. <laughs> I do like a bit of Matt well, Damon. He's yeah. done some brilliant films, you know, and I don't think he takes himself too seriously in some films as well, which he gets a lot of stick for. So. I like it. I but like him. No, he's I, good. My, he's my good. sources, my sources tell me, Kyle. My sources tell me that uh, he's been seen in Australia. Uh, potentially, could be in the new Thor movie. Now I know you like your Thor movies. I do. Uh, it's called Love and Thunder. It yeah, is. So, but Matt Damon in there. Do you know another another link to Wales? Do you know who's playing the body in that film? Tom Jones. No, <laughs> he passed on it. <laughs> That's a link to Wales, though. Um, Carl Borderman? No, it's not him either. It's Christian Bale. He's playing the body in that film. Bale or? Bale or? The Balester. The Balestron. The Bale of Hay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, he, is he really Welsh, Kyle? i got to Pem- ask this question. Pembrokeshire, yeah. Any, any listeners out there? With any evidence that he's Welsh, I want I want to hear about it because he never says he's Welsh, does he? I don't like that. He moved no. to he moved Bale, to London when he was about. Welsh. Deal with it. He, he he was Welsh. He moved to London. He lived in Pembrokeshire, and he moved to London when he was young. I would say between five and eleven, he moved to London, and then he got a big part then in uh, some Disney live feature movie and then that sort of that was it then because he was like a what's young... the film where he's where he's a kid in um, in the in the war is that the rising sun or something I think that's um, the that's the Disney film Empire of the Sun or something isn't oh, it no, is I that the know. film possibly I think it's a Disney where film where he's a kid yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a great film yeah yeah big fan of Bale with his big fan of his movie and entertainment stuff what about uh, I guess there's some films coming out this year boys I think we're all going to enjoy as well if we're doing some movie news the new James Bond films coming out Daniel Craig's last one in April looking forward to that what's that called No Time to Die I love James Bond films boys so I cannot wait to see it yeah yeah alright he's not Sean Connery is he no offence no No, that's the thing no No. what time does Sean Uh, Connery get to Wimbledon Shane you what, sorry? What time does Sean Connery get to Wimbledon? Tennis. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. What are you going to take the punch? <laughs> what are you going to take the punchline for? What's... Uh, like I got it right. Yeah, but... That, but I, oh, Sean, do you know what? How was my tennis? <laughs> Forever the bridesmaid okay. and never the bride. That's what I'll be honest, bloody uh... podcast. <laughs> I love a crap joke. I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm me cheese ball. What about um, talking of cheese balls? How about a promo for this series? Kyle, well done. Put that together. Uh, well, it's all down to the uh, the wonderful team at Buffoon Media. Um, I just felt like, you know, uh, we did two series. Uh, the first series went off with a bang. Second series, we picked up one of the greats of Welsh rugby. So I just thought, you know, Series 3, we're all starting together from day dot on Series 3. We needed a little bit of a revamp. And, you know, even though um, Richard Bradby from Brad Sketchpad did a brilliant job on the logo for us right at the start with the little cartoons, I wanted to 
keep them in. But now we just look even better than the good, the bad, and the rugby and the rugby podcast weekly. Oh, oh pod you know wars. I mean? Oh, so, no. You know, we, we look better alongside those on Apple Podcasts now with a nice red yes. for Wales and lovely little cartoons of us. So, yeah, thank you very much, Buffoon Media, yeah. boys. Lovely. Totally redeemed yourself, Kyle. Totally. Yeah, totally did. Back to rugby. <laughs> Back to rugby. We 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 come on at the towards the end of January for a reason. You know, we want to talk more entertainment and movie stuff, as you probably guessed all our listeners out there. But we, you know, we're all three massively involved in rugby, and uh, it's on the eve of the Six Nations. It's going to be a very different Six Nations, boys, uh, coming up. A lot of cancellations. Shane, European fixtures. Yeah. You and I work disrupted. You know, I had. I was meant to do Scarlet's Toulon last Friday. French teams pulled out. The French government yeah. said no. Uh, you know, Guinness Pro 14, the same has affected our work. You know, are we going to fit it all in now? How do you see it? Uh, well, I, I don't know. You know, I had three games on last weekend um, that I was looking forward to doing. You know, Europe mixes mixes it up a little bit, doesn't it, Sean? You know, the rugby's different and it, you, it's different faces on the field. So it's it, you tend to enjoy that a bit more. But, um, yeah, disappointing for us, of, of course, but you know, even more disappointing for the teams and the players. Really, it's um, there's nothing worse than twiddling your thumbs when you're fit and ready to go and want to play rugby. So, feel for the lads, but again, there's a reason we are doing it. Um, yeah, we've got the Six Nations on the corner. There is a plenty, plenty of rugby to be played. If anything, there's too much rugby to be played, isn't it? In the short window, really, that's the only problem. Uh, if they start, kind of. You know, pushing these games so so there's two games a week. That's when, unfortunately, you get your injuries or or something happens on the field there, and then next thing you know, you you know you're depleted in the Six Nations. So um, ah, look, it's it's just tough times we're in at the moment, and you know, Six Nations is my favourite time of the year, really, because who doesn't love the Six Nations? Who doesn't love an away trip? Who who doesn't love being in Cardiff at the Prince Valley Stadium? You know, for these big matches, but. We just don't know where we're going at the moment, and uh, you know it's a shame because I I I enjoyed my rugby over Christmas period. Um, yeah, you know some good derbies, some fiercely contested matches, some players on top form doing really well, and 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 some young players coming through, and some oldies doing the job for their clubs as well. So um, yeah, it's it is what it is, yeah. Sean, isn't it? Just what, what can it you is, do? Mate. Well, I'll ask you about some of those players in a minute, but first, Kyle, as a, as a perennial Six Nations goer uh, to games, new shirt on, uh, few beers, get to the games, watch on TV. You know, what are you going to do, particularly as I'm not going to allow you to drink? <laughs> um, do you know, that's one thing I'm going to say to you is uh, I, uh, I I seen a video of Anthony Hopkins the other day and it was a very yeah, nice video. Dry, yeah, and he's been dry for, I think it was 20, no, it was longer than that, 47 years maybe. Um, and I made the decision um, that I'm not going to drink anymore. And that's normally I say that every New Year's. So I'm not going to drink anymore until the Six Nations. But um, I think this will be a good year to give it up because anyway, I'm I'm going to stay sober. But uh, going off good that, for you, thanks. Going off of that, I think. Well, one, I've got uh, the cinema room now, uh, which I showed you both over Christmas. I'm chuffed with that. I was watching a couple of the games over Christmas uh, on that, so that's going to be brilliant. But when they announced that they're still going to be behind the closed doors, you know, the vaccinations are being rolled out. The numbers are going down, like Shane said at the start of the podcast. There was talk early autumn of 
games having or there were games um, I'm sure I've seen a couple of games in the Gallagher Premiership that had like 2,000 fans in or whatever if that starts happening I don't even think I'd want to go to one of those games because you don't go to Cardiff yeah. and watch your national team play with 3,000 people do you know what I mean it's that that's not one of the spectacles is for me and it's the same every time I go there it doesn't matter who we're playing or what the stakes are of the game you get into that stadium, you see a sea of red down the streets of Cardiff. Everyone's jolly. Everyone's, you know, doing the thing, having a drink or having a burger. And you walk up those steps from the bars in the Millennium Stadium and that stadium view hits you. And there's thousands of people. The atmosphere is always electric there. The teams are on the pitch warming up. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, there's not, for a fan, there's not a feeling like walking into that stadium. And I've seen Wales play in Scotland. I've seen them play in Italy. I've seen them play in Twickenham. And it's just not the same. So even if they do allow fans back, I don't think that I would want to go until at least next Six Nations in 2022 because you will you won't experience a proper international then. Yeah, it's sort of why I'm advocating, uh, I called it a house of cards on TV. Let's move the Lions now. Like, there's issues in South Africa. There's going to be a hangover even after vaccinations for us. Let's push the Six Nations of the summer so that at least we can get decent crowds in, hopefully. But I think rugby needs the money, Shane. Uh, they need to yeah. go ahead with the Six Nations so they have the broadcasting money and uh, the unions are desperate for it. So uh, Wales announced their squad tomorrow for those listening on Tuesday because it's the Tuesday club uh, before we go quickly Shane any any surprises any new faces any form players the, f- the funny thing is that probably some of the best players over the um, Christmas period are the oldies the boys I played with um, you know tips again was fantastic um, uh, Jamie Roberts I watched him against the Ospreys he head and shoulders above anyone on that field um, he was superb absolutely superb you know I remember people would say well Jamie Roberts he's very one dimensional he just runs straight and hard bloody hell there's nothing wrong with that if you're getting over the game line you know <laughs> the angles he runs it's just so difficult to defend he was superb and then when you thought he was going to take it up and hit it up he was chucking a lovely little pass out the back door you know so um, I've been really impressed with Jamie Roberts this season I think the Dragons has done him the world of good Um Another oldie. I hope he doesn't mind me calling him an oldie. Uh, Mr. Dan Lydiard's been superb for the yeah. Ospreys. Um, he's, he's been by far the best player the Ospreys have had this season. But, you know, is that the way we want to go? You know, where are yeah. these youngsters that are, are supposed to be competing against Dan Lydiard? Where's the Shane Lewis Hughes? Where's the McLeod's? Where's all these players that are need to be pushing these guys to say, look, Pivak, I'm here. I want to take over Arlene Wynne. I want to take over. Uh, whoever's got that jersey at the moment um, and I want this Welsh team to do well again so a bit concerning really isn't it that our best players are, are well in their 30s and, uh, and and they're showing the youngsters the ropes at the moment but you know who knows I, I, I don't think there will be much changes really to what we see in the autumn because there's no one really as far as I'm concerned put their hand up no, um, no. Apart, from, apart from the old fogies I just mentioned well, we'll talk about it again next week when the squad has been announced and we reflect on that with Shane and Kyle. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. We're back, boys. We're back with a bang. This is Series 3. A big thanks to our media partners, Buffoon Media, who've been fantastic with us. Tune in next week. We've got a special guest. It's Alex Popham, the former Wales international, who's been in the news, of course, unfortunate early onset of dementia. He'll be talking about his new charity, Head for Change. Shane and I will be doing some charity work for them. But uh, Alex Popham... 
And don't forget, get your questions in on Instagram, Tuesday Club Podcast, and on Twitter at Tuesday Club underscore. We'll see you next week. See you, boys. Bye. You guys. Good to see you. Wales. <laughs>